Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I'm Tanisha Nicole, and this is the Russ Parcast. This week's Parcast is very special, and it's bittersweet. Russ's father, Thomas Parr III, also known as Lieutenant Colonel Parr, was laid to rest at age 94. 94 years, truly a full life. A lot of us may feel like we know Russ's dad because Russ has shared his father with us on air and even on this podcast, his sense of humor and quick wit, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? As well as the words of wisdom has truly resonated with us all. So we're gonna take time and pay our respects in honor Thomas Parr III, who we all know affectionately as Russ's dad. This is the Russ Parrcast. I, I, I wanna uh, take a moment right here and um, just say that you know, I've been doing a long battle with my father, and um, uh, he passed away last Friday. And I'm, I've just been trying to celebrate. It takes a while to process, so everybody that's kind of going through this. Uh, but my dad, tough man, you know, colonel in the Air Force. I mean, he went through a whole bunch of things. And some of y'all have heard him on the radio with me from time to time. But um, I just want to say I'm just honored to be the son of Thomas Parr III. Amen. Oh. And um, I didn't want to do a a big presentation because my father isn't about that. You know, he's not about flash, you know, and, and he was very frugal, taught me so many things about money and other things, you know, but I, 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 I didn't want to, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to just say, I, I'm lucky I have a radio show. I can say this about this man that I was my best friend, but there's so many people that are going through this, I want to thank everybody at Shady Grove Hospital, Brandywine Living, all these places that uh, made it comfortable for my father in his last days. Amen. And um, I am still going through, you know, one minute you're driving down the street, next minute you're just crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I used to check on my dad every day, you know, and go sit with him and do all those things. And and you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, it's still in you. you. I keep going. Oh, I gotta, gotta yeah. get there and have breakfast with my dad. You know, yeah. it's like that, that kind of thing. So, all y'all going through that, um, I understand. It hurts, but you know, it gets better. Tears, tears heal. Yeah. They really do. Amen. And my dad was just—he was a tough guy. The night before he died, I went home, and to take a shower and I was going to come back and I laid down and I fell asleep and I got up like 3.30 in the morning and, and went to the hospital and my dad's breathing was changing and I was like, well, his breathing's changing. I kind of looked at him. He didn't look totally responsive. I got the nurse in there and his blood pressure was like 41 over 38, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like she just gave me a look. And so I just told my dad, you can go. And don't think that they can't hear you because they can't yeah. hear you. I said, you can go. I love you. Stop being stubborn. You know, stop that. And after I said that, I walked out of the room and I said, oh, you know, I'm think I'm going to go home. No, I'm going to go sit in the uh, in the uh, waiting room. Wasn't three minutes later they called me and said he's gone. And I was like, wow. And nurse said he waited for you to come back. They say that. That she said me. he could go. He, he told him waited he could go. for me and. 
he also knew that I was not looking forward to his last breath. So when he, when I walked out of that room, you know, because everybody that knows me said, my dad would have known what me watching his last breath would have done to me. Yeah. That was intentional. Yeah. So that is the biggest expression of love Amen. that anybody can give you. Yeah. That right there. I will never, ever forget that. He still wanted to protect his son. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's amazing about your dad. I haven't met him. Yeah. But I know that he's so proud. He would always boast about you. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. I mean, to the point where it was always embarrassing for me. <laughs> hey, you know my son? He's on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's so many um, stories, but it's now my turn to, to pick up the mantle for our family. Amen. So I'm praying for all y'all going through it. Sometimes we're selfish and we want to keep yeah. folk here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many and years, Russ? How old? He was 94 years old. It's uh, a blessing. Man, all 94 years. And when he wasn't really t- totally all there, yeah. he has eyes closed and he couldn't communicate, but he's making hand gestures and moving his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, oh, he's trying to tell me something. Later on, I thought, no, he's talking to my sister and my mom and God. Mm-hmm. Transitioning. Transitioning. I was like, wow. And, and he didn't really have control over his hands. He's up there making hand gestures and talking. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But I want to do this. I, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not looking for sympathy or any of that. That's not me. Y'all know me. It's, it's just about, I just know what other people are going through. And I just want to take this moment to honor the man that was basically the love of my life. Yes, sir. It's the Russ Parr Morning Show. The celebrity name game. And um, yeah, that's what it is. But I got to tell you guys, uh, people keep calling all morning. Now, this lady that I have on the line right now was calling at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. All right. And been on hold and thinking that, you know, she didn't realize we're going to, you know, erase the lines. Bring her up real quick here. Watch this. Hello. Good morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Who is this? This is Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay, you know the name game's not for like almost two hours, right, from now? And I want to ask you, why are you calling at six-something in the morning? Because I want y'all to know that I'm listening. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Hilarious. Interesting. Okay, so you're just, you're up. You all. This early, oh, here we go, the butt kissing. Go ahead. What else did you want to say nice about us? Go ahead. Now's your time. I appreciate you all, and I will say I was I, honestly I was very touched by what you said yesterday. I'm sorry about your dad, but I've been there with both yeah. of my parents. But I was very touched uh, by that. I, yeah, I really okay. think that was very No, I'm being very honest. That, no, that, no, you are because obviously now I can't have fun with you anymore because you just oh. took me to a place. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you know what? My father would <clears throat> probably want you to uh, want me to have fun anyway. Um, so I am. Yes. Doing the radio and and it's just a distraction because, you know, I know I'm not special and I know that, you know, when it's time, you know, God doesn't discriminate. And there Mm -hmm. are so many people out there that are dealing with what I'm dealing with Um, to watch a parent go is I've, I've I've been personally dealing with this for years. Uh, my father's just a tough dude. He just kept fighting, you know, but 
I, I want to thank you for that because that was I was getting ready to make fun of you calling so early for the name game, and um, now you, you, I, I obviously I can't put you on hold and have you wait for two hours. So you're going to have to call back. Right. But I do want to say that I appreciate I, I I share everything I possibly can with the people that listen yeah. to us, and yeah. you know I'm not saying that you know I, I not everybody has an, a radio program where they can you know you know, give flowers to the person that they really love and that was inspirational in your life. But, you know, for you to say that right now, maybe that's, this is what's supposed to happen. So. Look at God. No Look yeah. at God. Yeah. Wow. It was meant. And for now you have made me a personal wreck for the rest of the morning. So. No, 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 no. I just want you to know that we hear you and we, it's relatable to so many of us. And, yeah. you know, just like everything else, it's so important for us to hear it from others instead of internalizing and, and thinking and not understanding that we're not alone. And our yeah. family wants us to go on. You yes, know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I personally love you. Amen. And I want to thank you for that because I wasn't expecting yes, this. I appreciate and, you. We appreciate right. you. Sometimes we don't hear it, but I, you had to hear that, and I'm glad I got to say that to you at six in the morning. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a great day. You as well. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Wow. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Look at God. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, after talking to Dr. Sanjay Gupta and he was telling me about his new book and what to do for the brain, even for the elderly, I thought, well, why don't we get somebody that I know that's somewhat elderly, but he's 92 years old. His name is Thomas Parr III. And he happens to be my father. Hey, Dad. How you doing, Russ? <laughs> are you Are you sure uh, you are my father? Right? I mean, just just make sure. I know your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say that um, I've never done this before, so this is going to be kind of uh, different for me. Now, you're 92 years old. You were born where? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Baltimore. That's the correct way to say it. Baltimore, Maryland. Not not Baltimore. Oh, not, I know Baltimore. Right. <laughs> they took all that stuff out of me. Right. <laughs> and uh, you went to college at uh, Morgan State, right? Right. Okay. You wanted to go to the University of Maryland, right? Nope. You didn't? Couldn't. Couldn't at that time. It's, it was segregated. Right. And that was back, what, in the uh, 50s? Oh, yeah. It would be your 50s. Yeah. Okay. You were born in 1929. Right. So just to give some perspective. Um but I, I knew you couldn't go to University of Maryland, so you went to Morgan State. Morgan State, yeah. And Morgan State was, it's a black college. It's a black college. Uh, what was interesting about Morgan State? Well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, back in those days, they said they had to give you equal education. Right. And so uh, what our guys did, they had 32 PhDs in the world, mm-hmm. black PhDs. Mm-hmm. And so they, we, at Morgan, we had 16 of them. As your instructors? As my instructors. Wow. Man, we got a quality education. That's awesome, Daddy. And, of course, uh, you took your education. And uh, what did you, what'd you major in? Chemistry. Chemistry. And you are considered a scientist, correct? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad is, uh, he wound up joining the Air Force, just to uh, give some background. 
and became an officer in the Air Force. Right. And you worked with uh, chemical engineering, right? Is that what you did? At at, at, at beginning of it, you, you were working with chemicals. No, I was working with chemicals when I was uh, right after college. Oh, right after college. Yeah. Okay, so was it chemical warf- warfare weapons and things Army, like that? Army Chemical Center. Really? Okay. You worked on stuff how to kill people. Mm, wow, that's that's amazing. See, the, one of the things that my dad used to always go on TDY, and he'd come back, and that was like temporary duty, and you could never tell us why. You know, and I guess those were like kind of like somewhat secret missions, right? Yeah. And I, I remember I used to sit and listen to you learning a foreign language. Remember? Comment allez-vous aujourd'hui? Je vais bien, et tout. Yes. He used to play these records over and over again because I guess you had to use it for an upcoming mission, you know, to know that language where you were going to be. No, we had to teach uh, the French guys how to fly that airplane. Oh, okay. So you were actually a navigator also in the right. Air Force. Right. So basically, navigators do what on on, air, on planes? Know where you're going all the time. All right. So you'd always tell the guys where they're going. Turn right or turn left. Right. <laughs> Now, I know you did a couple of, uh, you used to fly over Vietnam often. Mm-hmm. Um, you, is it okay to tell the story about, like, back in those days, they always gave one person a weapon? Yeah. I, is it okay to do that? Is it, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, You're 92, all. so, hey, yeah. what are they going to do to you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to give one guy on the aircraft a weapon, right? Yeah. Why? Was, Why did they do that? Because we had uh, super classified stuff on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Cryptographic, they called it. Right. And uh, I had the gun, so I got to shoot those guys. <laughs> so you're the only black guy on the plane, and they gave you the gun? Yeah. And you're from Baltimore? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a recipe for disaster. I tell you. Because there was a, you know, I watched the discrimination and the racism and the stuff that you went through when you were in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, we, you were stationed on Guam, and you right. said, watch this, Russ. And we walked down the street. And the white troops wouldn't salute you. See, they're supposed to salute an officer. You know, mm-hmm. the white troops wouldn't salute you. And what shocked me was the black troops didn't salute you. That was mind-blowing. It was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. On, on the whites, I understood strictly prejudice. Mm-hmm. But on the, black, the blacks, they were kind of jealous. Right. How could that guy get up that high? That's crazy. You've been through so many different things. I actually drew some of your experiences to write some of my feature films. I, oh, yeah. uh, one of my films, uh, The Last Stand, we did this joke about the paper bag test <laughs> where uh, because they treated fair-skinned black folks a little differently than the darker complexion. Mm-hmm. And I did, a, you know, I did a little spoof of that in the movie, but that was real for you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It started in the Baltimore uh, High School. Mm-hmm. They, the teachers used to arrange us according to color. Wow. I'm serious. Okay. And uh, if you, uh, or you can sit up front, if you don't have the right color, your doctor, your dad had to be a doctor or a lawyer. Really? Yeah. And so the darker you were, you had to sit further back in the classroom. That's right. So you just kind of landed right in the middle somewhere, right? Yeah, just about. I I can remember one of the touching moments when I I first uh, realized my name because for so many years, dad, I, I thought my first name was dumb and my last name was motherfucker because my dad, where's that dumb motherfucker? <laughs> and I, I still call him that. 
Well, it's better than what you call my brother, who was a, a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I left that up to you. <laughs> no, it, no, one thing about my dad is like, oh, profanity was in our house. I mean, we could hear some cussing. Usually on Saturday nights, my mom used to cuss you out. But uh, <laughs> Stop talking about her like that. Okay, I'm not going to say anymore. But, you know, uh, one of the things that I found interesting is is coming up and being that we're in the Air Force, you're always traveling. Mm-hmm. So you never really got close to people. That's right. You know, because, and you didn't want to get close to the person down the street because you could get shipped out any day. That's right. So I guess that kind of made me appreciate friends that I do have, and but I don't miss the ones that I don't have. Does that make sense? Yes, but you know what's, uh, uh, what's interesting? Your sister had a pen pal. Right. So wherever she goes, she had that person right. to write to, and that was Joyce. Yeah, our cousin, our first cousin Joyce, who was just such a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. um, and they, they were close. Uh, my sister passed a couple of years ago, and that was really rough on us. That was your only daughter. Yeah. And but and pal. Yeah, but you but Joyce, kind of like she's she's she now my that. daughter. She replaced my daughter. Right. But you know, because they were just alike. Yeah. Just alike, and, and that was a beautiful thing. Of course, I have an older brother. I'm the baby of the family. I have an older brother. His name is Rodney, who uh, used to just torture me whenever he could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember um, one of the things that made me respect my brother so much, and I, I didn't realize it until later because I was going through it. I remember when my mom died, mm-hmm. and Rodney was in boot camp in the Marines. That's right. Camp Pendleton. Now you know why I called him a dumb son of a bitch. Why? <laughs> I said, you joined the Marines, and you saw how easy I had it for 20 years. Because you were in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. So to continue this story, uh, Rodney was very close to my mom, and when she passed, he was right in the middle of boot camp. Now, if you're a Marine, you know how difficult the Marine boot camp is. He could only come back for a few days. Did you know that? You remember that, Daddy? Because we were all so caught up in mourning. That that was what they call a a death leave. Only a couple of days, and then you had to go right back into that. Well, the thing was, it didn't give you a chance to think about it. Wow. You know? Yeah. uh, If you thought about it for a long while, you might not think about going back. Right. That was was rough. I thought that was courageous, because I was able to mourn with my sister, my dad, and 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 people in in our community, but uh, my brother had to go right back into that, and that'll affect you. You it know, does. it does. It'll affect you, but I mean, thank God he he's doing good. But you know, those are things. Those are kind of things in your life that changes you. But let's get back to you for a second, because one of the things that my dad loves playing golf, and he is an excellent golfer. But one of the things that you taught me. And I think you learned it by listening to people, especially on the golf course. You know, you were always that that one or two black dudes that were like in that foursome. And you listen to those white guys talking about trading stocks and all that stuff and buying property. And so what does my dad do? Starts buying property. He starts trading stocks. And you taught me. You gave me some foundation of that's what we should do. We should invest. These folks have been doing it for a long time. That's true. And we didn't know it. That's true. But it was interesting because they would go over their stock holdings, mm-hmm. and uh, I would pretend like I wasn't listening. Right. 
And I can remember going, I was in Springfield, Mass. Mm-hmm. I can remember buying my first stock in Springfield. Really? Yeah. And um, my dad t- retired at the age of 50. Yeah. At the age of 50, which is unheard of because of your investments. So a lot of people thought, man, the PARs have money. Russ, you, you rich. I'm like, uh, no, my dad has money. <laughs> I don't have nothing. <laughs> because, you know, one of the things is like, you could have like, just, I right, hear son, have $20 whenever you want. You never did that. I made him work for it when he was first in college. I let him manage a couple of my apartments. And he, he was short one time, and I got it. <laughs> but he never was short but once. All right, so let's go back from college when I was in college. Let's go back because it was rough for me in college, but you did that on purpose. But I can go back to when me and Rodney were small, is if we wanted anything, a quarter or a dollar, we had to work for it. We never got handouts. There were no freebies. That's true, and that's the only way you should train your kids. Uh, you can make kids helpless and by being too loving. So, so what, do you, what do you mean by that, Daddy? Uh, sometimes you're so lovable with them that uh, what happens, you tend to spoil them too much, and they don't have any real basis on how to face the world. So I kind of felt like that's the way I wanted them to raise and they were good. They were sharp. They being my brother, my sister, and me. <laughs> wow. Well, it wasn't a matter of like loving. I think it was just like you were trying to give me, teach me the work ethic. Because dad would come outside and he had this big old car. And he'd wax one little circle. And we're talking to Thomas Parr, my father. One little circle. And he'd put five coats of wax on that, on that car. I think it was a big old Buick. And then he'd walk away. He said, I want the rest of the car to look just like that. <laughs> My father did that to me, too. <laughs> and me and Rodney, we were so pissed. And back in those days, we had a football field in the backyard, and we had one of those, like, push lawnmowers. We had to go out there. Everybody had a gas one. Now, my dad was cheap. He wasn't gonna, you weren't going to get a gas one. He, no, that one out there, that, that one works out there. You guys go out there, you lazy son of a bitches. <laughs> We were like, fuck it. We don't need that dollar that bad. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get it. I trained them well. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Daddy, you uh, retired from the Air Force. Tell the truth about why I retired. You want to tell the truth? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I retired uh, because uh, I was what they call a fast burner. And I was a lieutenant colonel when I was about 16 years in the service. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, they called me in one day and says, hey, man. You didn't make your promotion. Well, I wasn't eligible for two years. Right. And I said, oh, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, so that, they tipped you off. Oh, Like yeah. two years from now. You were eligible to get a promotion in two years, but they were telling you two years in advance. No, Russ. They, I had made the promotion. Oh. And they had redlined me. Because what they told me was, you didn't make your promotion. Hmm. So redlining... Is that that's what they did to a lot of yeah. the black troops? Yeah, if you uh, uh, if you beat your wife or had a couple of drinks, yeah, they, that would be something for them saying you can't handle yourself. Wow! So basically, they redlined you. Yeah. See, one thing I will say is my my father has a master's degree. Um, you were straight A student, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you're actually absolutely brilliant. But there was a lot of racism in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. 
Still is, for that fact. And you had to endure that. And to get it from both ends, which is, you know, we're kind of circling back around, but to get it from both ends, from our own people and the white people, mm-hmm. it was tough. Oh, it was. You know? It was, but you got, you got to live with it, and you learn how to read people. Right. You know, and I can walk in a room and read the whole room. Mm, mm, mm. You know, uh, you went and got the COVID shot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my dad's 92. And I know a lot of you are saying, oh, I'm not taking it and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, my dad was around for the Tuskegee experiment and all these other things. That didn't come into your mind when you said, I, I want to get a shot. No, the chemist came into mind. If they got a shot, I knew it was well, well, uh, well researched. Mm-hmm. And so being the chemist, I said, hey, that has to be good. Right. Right. And but, but a lot of people are thinking like, well, they're going to give us something different, you know, and that that's the whole fear thing because of what what happened with Tuskegee and 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 women being made sterile and, and taking cells out of people's bodies, using us as lab rats, mm-hmm. you know, but you being a scientist, you know, I went on your recommendation, you know, because after you started looking at it and and listening to all the scientists, you're like, OK. They, they know what they're doing. And it's so wonderful that there was a sister that headed up, you know, the Moderna project, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pretty much gave us a pathway uh, to try to fight our way out of this COVID pandemic. But daddy, I, you know, I, I wanted to, to have you on because um, Dr. Sanjay Gupta was telling me all these different things to do with you to, to keep you sharp. But everybody that's listening can tell, but my dad is very sharp because he knows how to get angry and call me a dumb motherfucker. And I know. I don't do that. You don't? No, I don't remember. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Daddy. All our relatives are listening to you. They're going, gosh, he's still an ass. Okay. <laughs> you know, I love you. You're, the, uh, you're my best friend. Thank you. And, um, you know, I, I love that you're, you're living with me. And, and it's an honor to be able to take care of you. Thank you. I really enjoy it. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, his name is Thomas Parr III. He happens to be my father. And no, I, he didn't call me a dumb motherfucker all the time, just most of the time. Thanks, Daddy. Okay. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. My dad... He had to go to the hospital yesterday, and, um, of course, I'm going to call. Let's call him right now. I'm going to call him. Okay. Yeah, I know it's kind of early, but let's just see if he'll he'll pick up. Yo. Hey, Daddy. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I got you on the radio right now, Daddy. Uh, You're you're live. So um, I didn't want you to uh, say anything really nasty or disgusting. Alfreda, say hi to my dad. (laughs) Hey, Dad. Hi, Fred. It's so nice hearing from you. Same. Your your voice is beautiful as it's always been. Thank you. That's so sweet. Remember, I'm I'm just like my dad, so you know he's BSing. I know. know. It's cool. It's cool. I appreciate it. Not in your case. I BS when I'm talking to that dumb son of a gun. <laughs> yes, more of that. Certainly better than, you know, like I, I thought my name was son of a, it's for so many years. Somebody <laughs> Come here, you dumb son of a. 
No, 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 Russ. It was dumb, dumb shit. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad's 94 years old, and, and unfortunately he had to go to the hospital yesterday. And, and like, I, I, I was telling the story, Daddy, about how I asked you when I was asking you questions because, you know, I just wanted to find out how cognitive you were. I asked you, uh, uh, where, where is Lois, your wife? And you turned and you looked at me with a blank stare, and you said, who's Lois? And then my heart sunk down into my chest, and you said, just kidding. I'm like, oh. That was cruel. Daddy, that was cruel. I said, don't play like that. I hit the chair. I don't play like that. There he is. I had him on the rope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I just want to say, Daddy, I just love you so much, and you're such a fighter. You know, it's like I'm grateful for every day that I can hear yes. your voice. Amen. Yeah, every day. Not everybody is blessed with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to bring you breakfast this morning, so you just hang tight. Uh, where's the cheapest place I can get breakfast? <laughs> oh, hilarious! I'm going to Motel Six. Oh wow! Oh, wow, with the continental breakfast. Okay, we'll leave the light on. I'll just go in and sneak and get some. Right. <laughs> yeah, just keep the light on for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daddy, I love you. I'll oh, see you shortly. Okay. Okay. It's nice talking to you, honey. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not you, same. Not me. Not same, Dad. We already know what he calls you. Yeah. <laughs> same, Dad. Yeah. Hey, Daddy, you take care. Okay. I'll see you shortly. Okay. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. My dad is a trip. Okay? Hey, he's I, so sharp. Sharp yeah. as a knife and quick. Yes, he's That's quick. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Yeah. It's like when the paramedics came to pick him up yesterday, and they said, hey, what's going on with you, Mr. Parr? He says, they say I'm dying. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. daddy. <laughs> Don't do that. That's, That's how you know he still has his faculty. Yes. Yeah. And I know you were mad when he played when he played you. I could see oh. when he said, when you say you hit the chair, I know you were mad. Yes, I was so mad. Don't do that. And that, that probably made him laugh even more. <laughs> well, I la- he laughed for a minute until he realized how much it bothered me. So. But you know what, yeah. Russ? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm happy to see you get a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. A jokester. Okay. Thank you. He does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get. Know where he gets it from. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. 94 years old, and he's just a fighter. And for all those folks out there that are fighting to enjoy every minute, because yep. that's exactly what I'm doing. Amen. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Stay right there, y'all. We'll be right back. Uh, everybody's getting in this Christmas spirit. And you know what? I picked up, you know, uh, Secret Santa. We drew names and stuff. And, you know, my dad's 93. Okay. So. He picked somebody, I'm not going to say in case they're listening. My, my kids don't listen to me. He picked one of my boys. Okay. And here's what my dad does. It's like, no matter what, if, if anything is about, if anything is about cash, okay? Anything about cash. Yeah, no, he doesn't need that. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm like, I don't, I don't quite understand. <laughs> it's like, all right, so, all right, then why did you ask me? Well, can I get him? Well, he could use some cash. What's with older people that don't want to give up any cash? Or if they do, it's going to be like five. If you get anything more than five dollars from my mom, like it's a joke with my kids. They're like, I know what's in this birthday card. You know. Yeah, my mom ain't giving no more than five dollars. You can forget that. Fixed income. And then he's really angry about it, too. As if, you know, 
you know, your grandkid so, is trying to hustle you. But let me ask you something. Would he spend, like, say you said, hey, give him $50. Would he spend something? Like, on a, would he buy a present worth $50? Is it just giving the cash that's the problem? You know, I, I, I just don't know. Because I, I just don't even... I don't even like to ask him myself, hey, hey Dad, get $5. Why? Why? What do you need it for? Because <laughs> he remember when you used to ask for it for weed back in the right. day. Right. Somebody <laughs> no, but I think, I think money, back in the, day. money <laughs> the way money is now has changed. The value of the money. So when you ask him for $50, that sounds like a lot of money probably compared to when he had, you know, just was You're like saying money's $50 worth more now than Russ. How old is your dad? 93. Yes. You think it's worth He's more now than it was? No, it's worth less. Saying the oh, okay, okay. Then okay. he's sitting there looking at me, fuming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he mad at you all day. Yeah, he mad at me. Like, you, like you want the money for yourself. Like you disrespected like him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just like want to make him. sure it's not just me. I just want to make sure. Oh, <laughs> like you asked him to co-sign for a car or something. Right. Yes. Right. Remember that? How many times did you have to wind up finishing up that loan? Okay. Yes. When I was young, right. a neighbor worked us to death and gave us like 50 cents a piece. Yes. Yeah. And they think grass. They, mm-hmm. they did a good job. Yeah. Oh, excellent work. Now, that old story, my dad used to go out and, and he has like this big ass Winnebago and he says, I want this Winnebago waxed. And he waxes one part and puts 18 coats of wax in that one little circle. I want the rest of the car to look like that. Look just like that. All right. <laughs> and that was Russ Parcast. Thanks for checking in with us this week. Sending love and light to Russ Parr and his family during this difficult time. Also, Russ wants you all to know that he's very thankful and appreciative of all the love that you guys have shown. Make sure you follow him on all things at Russ Parr Show and at Russ Parr's World. And also make sure you check out The Adventures of Pinky. The first episode is up and it stars Gary with the T along, of course, with Clifton Powell, directed by our very own Russ Parr. We'll see you next week.